Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is August 13, 2018, time for the post-Raw podcast. Just a heads up, we have the post-Smackdown podcast tomorrow night. We have the Listen Your Boy, our uh, flagship show, so to speak. Myself and Fightful.com founder Jimmy Van. We will be doing that show live in Toronto next week. We'll be doing it on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday, just a programming note. But this weekend... NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, some big things happening. You've been reading the Fightful Wrestling Weekly that drops Friday, even earlier for Fightful Select subscribers. You see all kinds of little tidbits and information from my interview with Matt Riddle, perhaps the last that we will be able to do with him at Fightful because of things. We have that podcast on Saturday. I will actually not be there. Instead, Alex Pawlowski, Jeff Hawkins, and Mr. Warren Hayes, who you all will know from our retro reviews, and the 205 Live NXT reviews over on FightfulSelect.com. That FightfulSelect.com Tier 1 is only $5. You get weekly podcasts. You get monthly podcasts. Anywhere between 10 to 15 extra podcasts a month and all the other great content. We are actually giving you a retro review for free this month. TNA Unbreakable 2005, already up for select subscribers, will be up free to Fightful.com viewers as well. Our spoilers for Raw... Got picked up by a lot of sites. If you guys don't mind, show Fightful a little love for those. It's hard to make your way in a space where most of these websites have been around for 20 years. So I want to thank you guys for letting people know where they came from. We got Monday Night Raw to talk about, you guys. And ahead of tomorrow night's SmackDown, I'm going to probably post the spoilers, if I get them, in video format here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. So subscribe. I'm joined tonight by Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm 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 waffling between whether I'm a psychopath or a lunatic or just you know slightly disturbed, uh, manic, a touch touch of the mania. Not sure. But after after tonight, you know, you got to be something. You can't, you can't just be regular. That that's no fun. Why is that? I don't know. There's uh, stuff. You rowdy. 
Like, I could, I well, some somebody's already got that, you know. Somebody's up. already got the lunatic thing too. That's true. Yeah, I got, back. I got to figure it out by the end of the by the end of the night. I'm gonna I'm gonna use like thesauruses, thesauri. I'm gonna find the exact craziness that I am. I'm gonna patent it, and then that'll be my nickname from now on. Last plugs before we get into this, guys. Holy smokes, MMA podcast Tuesday this week. Will be preempted next week. So this week we're going to preview UFC Lincoln. I'm going to talk about my commentary gig over the weekend. Joe will talk about his. We have pros picks. We have how the pros scored Mighty Mouse Cejudo. So check that out. FightfulMMA.com. All your news. Click that exclusives tab. Kind of flies under the radar sometimes, but there's actually some WWE news that's snuck in there sometimes. We talk to MMA fighters, UFC fighters, all the time about their WWE aspirations. So make sure you all check that out. And also, I think probably Wednesday I'll do an If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot podcast, a monthly feature on Fightful Select where I look at WWE pay-per-views, Ring of Honor pay-per-views, New Japan pay-per-views, and I break them down as if they were shoot fights. And I'll break down UFC and Bellator shows as if they had the ability to work them, who UFC and Bellator would pick if they could work these matches. So check that out as well. Ronda Rousey starts off. WWE Raw, and this will kind of lead into the topic of the day. Rousey comes out and she uh, speaks about Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Unfortunately, today, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passed away tragically at the age of 63. Natty was scheduled to face Alexa Bliss on this show. She was replaced. But uh, Ronda Rousey obviously has went through a tragedy of her own with her father committing suicide, so she has definitely been there and then some perhaps. But Alex, your memories of Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Um, There was a specific body type at that time in wrestling history that I loved. The dude who like obviously could could beat you up, but also could, could... Quite honestly, one of the OG sirloin beef sons of bitches. Absolutely. But the thing I loved about him was the uh, the beer gut was just on point. Like that, the, and it looked like if you if you punched it, it would break your hand. Like one of those really great, solid, just big, round, like it was him and like Scott Flash Norton, guys who were just <laughs> like built like just straight up and down uh, and then in the front. And uh, I... Um, I always, I always thought he was really cool looking. Like, like the I, nobody could, no, nobody could rock the pink, like more intimidatingly. Oh, than let, let's Jim and the Anvil let, Let's be honest. I mean, this is a personal connection to you because if your goatee were a little longer, it'd yeah, be off the tracks with Anvil. I, know. I was, I was hoping. Yeah, I was hoping it might, might it might have been a little longer. I did not quite, quite get it. <laughs> Maybe I'll grow it out long in his memory this winter. We're talking like off the tracks with Anvil instead of off the tracks with A-Train. If, <laughs> that's if true. That's the case. Now, I know that's, that that's not really a train reference for it to be off the track, but still. No. Yeah. And, of course, I remember him from the Hart Foundation. They are the reason why pink and black were my favorite color combination growing up. Yeah. They, they used him to help get to establish Owen Hart. He was who? That was a miserable gimmick. Yeah, at a time where they brought in Tracy Smothers and Bill Irwin and Jim the Anvil Neidhart and Barry Windham and gave them all these, and even Tully, or not Tully, uh, the other Freebird, Terry Gordy, and gave them mm-hmm. all like weird gimmicks. But 
the mo- the most fond memory I have is the 1997 run that feels like it was much longer than it actually was, Alex. Huh. Because that was one of the hottest times in pro wrestling where you could go just across the border. You and if you're in Montana and you take a step over the border, I'm assuming Montana's a border state. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get a completely different reaction and even though a lot of the the guys in the Hart Foundation weren't Canadian. Right. It really kickstarted this Canada versus America thing, and I think it was just classic. And I love that Jim and the Anvil Nightheart was a big part of that. Yeah, now I, I remember the the because I I wasn't watching much during his earlier runs, uh, but it, that was at that time where I first saw him on TV in the late in the mid to late nineties, uh, and I was like, who the hell is that dude? Like that 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 dude is the ultimate. My dad could beat up your dad, guy. Like, like if you're like, no, my dad could totally beat up your dad. Oh my god, yeah. that's your dad. Like that is what it felt like to me. Like he just felt like this dude because I I had friends in grade school who had big beer gut sons of bitches who looked like they could rip a phone <laughs> book in half and also had the big old beard. Like he felt like that. Like 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 a friend's dad who you did not want to like accidentally break their favorite beer mug or something like it's that kind of a thing but but the thing was in the ring i loved his style like it was just great smash mouth stuff and everything that he did you know going back uh later in my life with with the advent of the network and being able to watch his absolute peak run with bret hart um i mean there were few that did it better two-time wwf tag team champions or world tag team champions they were called back then Jim the Anvil Nightheart will be missed. Of course, he appeared on Total Divas alongside Natalia. And you have you do have a new generation of hearts now. You have Teddy Hart, who's been at it for a while. You have Harry Smith, who's also been at it for a while, as Davey Boy Smith Jr. You have Brian Pillman Jr. You have Natalia. And Brian Pillman Jr. is really the, the newest of them. And they are actually pushing a new heart foundation gimmick in MLW with Teddy, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Brian. So definitely best of luck to them. But a tragic loss, and we saw a great video highlight uh, of Jim the Anvil Nightheart later in the night, Alex. Yeah, that was that was very moving, um, and it it, it it showed what it, what a major part of of WWF that guy was, and also just uh, all the lives that he touched along the way. Um, I I was genuinely really moved by Rhonda's speech at the beginning of the night. I mean, obviously. From for her own um, connection to this, because of her losing her father in such a tragic way, but um, if it was prepared, it it didn't feel that way. Um, and if it was off the cuff, she never stumbled. Um, it was it was damn near perfect. Um, and um, and shout out to that to the one asshole who tried to what her. Um, uh, yeah, what a dipshit. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm glad there was only one of you in the audience. Good way to catch a smack. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that, that guy's yeah, that guy sucks. Um, but I was really amazed at like the audience just realizing, oh no no yeah yeah this this is really tragic and wow like Rhonda's obviously very moved by this. Yeah. We don't we don't know like it's it's a weird thing because like when when they tell you, hey Natalia is Rhonda's best friend and they're training partners, 
you don't know how much of that is kayfabe if you're not really paying attention to the backstage news or whatever. But if you just, if you watch Raw and you know enough about, you know, uh, this, these people are friends because they tell us they are, but they may never travel together. They might not ever see each other when they're not at, at TV tapings. But it, if it, whatever the case is, which I think is a lot more than that between them, in this, she made you feel like this was a really moving thing to her personally because of her connection to Natty. And it, that deepened any, any, any relation they have on screen from now on. It's, this moment makes it much stronger. Yeah. So she credits Natalia with always being there for her and says that she'll beat Alexa Bliss this Sunday and become Raw Women's Champion to a huge pop. This crowd got electric at times tonight. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty solid crowd. Alexa Bliss and Alicia Fox are out to cut a promo, and I thought it was kind of funny when Alexa made fun of Ronda's mean bug. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that is the go-to for Rousey. She yeah. thinks that Rousey should be banned from the building like Roman Reigns was. She's, you know, she's not wrong, but at the same time, Rousey already served a suspension. So right. she was punished. Right. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I do love that. I, like, no, we, you have a history of flying off the handle and attacking yeah. people. You know what I mean? Uh, so um, maybe we should, we should use that as um, a basis for how we treat you around like this kind of thing and how you might attack me and ruin this match we have on su- on Sunday. Um, I-, I did love her little thing. I am uh, Alicia Fox coming out with, with the arm that's bandaged conveniently, not in the sleeve uh, and the, the, whatever the salad she was wearing on her head. Um, Alicia Fox. Corey Gray's asked why she was dressed as kale. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, ah. it's great. Um, she's a national treasure and should be treated as such. Alexa has hired private security at the request of Constable Corbin. Mm. Rousey beats up three of them with head kicks, punches, and throws, then throws Alicia Fox. If I can say one thing about Rousey, she's going to need to work on her footwork. She constantly falls down when throwing kicks and, and, and throws and, and things of that nature. She should, and she's got a great base. I mean, God damn, she was a judo Olympian, judo yeah. Olympic medalist. So that's that's one complaint. It, it feels flat out rare to see Alexa Bliss wrestling on Raw. I think this is our seventh singles match and only maybe fifth one-on-one match since last November on Raw. Hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Michael Cole calls moves wrong with regularity. I know some of it's accidental. But a jawbreaker is not a neckbreaker. I'm sure he knows this. He's been around for 20 years. But we did see the Raw commentary debut of Renee Young. And not without her criticism. She did go to the O-line quite a bit. But she has been a Michael Cole product from day one. Was yeah. taught to do this. But there was nothing really offensive about it. I thought she was infinitely better. In She could have said all the same things as Jonathan Coachman and been infinitely better just because she's a more welcoming voice and yeah. quite frankly doesn't come across as a pompous asshole. Yeah, I, I liked her interplay with Corey Graves a lot more. Um, they were antagonizing a few times, but I like when they agreed and they were like, oh, no, I knew I liked you. Like, th- th- those, are, those, are good, those are good moments. Uh, it felt real and natural, not forced, because, you know, Corey and Renee have a history. They did the, the yeah. pre-show forever. On the pay-per-views, 
Um, so they've worked together a lot more NXT? than Ori and, and yeah, and NXT as well. Um, but uh, but a lot more than than Corey and Coachman. So it felt like, oh, hey, you guys better be chummy, even though you don't know each other. And it it, it doesn't it, it feels off. Uh, every time they said uh, Jonathan Coachman is on assignment, uh, I just said, "What's the assignment?" And please tell me it's like you know, hey, he's he's on the on the moon. All right, let me tell you, I've I put in a whole lot of work. I'm going to Canada next week, right? And you know how how I get when I'm going on those trips. I put in a lot of work to try to ease it for the guys that are there. Yep. So I had like dozens of articles set up. Found a little bit of time off this weekend ahead of my commentary gig. Went and bought Madden NFL. God damn it! If this son of a bitch Jonathan Coachman isn't on the game. Yeah, there's there's a tweet that I that I retweeted, and I can't remember who wrote it because I never remember who wrote writes the tweets. But if you're out there, if you're listening, sorry, I don't remember who who you are who tweeted this. But it's like I'm I'm playing Madden, and Jonathan Coachman just said it's been a back and forth first half, and I'm up thirty one to nothing. So he's obviously just as good at calling Madden as he is yeah. at calling WWE. <laughs> yeah, he's miserable <laughs> in the game. Hey, it's the most realistic Madden ever. Let me tell you, he's miserable. Yeah, yeah. he's miserable. This match with uh, with Ember Moon doesn't have any heat early on. Uh, she kind of comically fires up, hits her nice spinning corner suplex. Ronda takes out Fox, but then Alexa throws Rousey into the barricade. Both of those were nice spots. Yeah, uh, Moon lands a nice tilt a world gut buster and the eclipse, but Alicia Fox breaks up the pin as Alexa is kicking out. It's really weird looking. I don't know what happened there. It's a DQ and Alicia gets thrown about around by Rousey. You know, I mention my match ratings all the time, which post in the morning. This would usually be a five out of ten middle of the road match. Any match where the eclipse hits is it gets an extra quarter of a point anyway, because it always looks good. I don't know that I've seen one look bad yet. Yeah, not. I mean, the ending just really. Eh, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one because Alicia wasn't there. I think she was supposed to pull Ember out instead of trying to shove her off. It do, it doesn't didn't make a lot of sense. And having Alexa be the only one to kick out of a of a of an eclipse on the main None roster. Of that made sense. Like but the whole thing is like she wasn't supposed to. The piss was to be broken up, but I don't know if it's it's instinct or like the story is 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 best told that Alicia wasn't I mean Alexa wasn't pinned before the match on Sunday. I don't know. That just that it didn't do anybody any favors. Uh, I didn't like that very much. Uh, I don't know if they were planning on having Natty be involved in this match on Sunday, and now she's not there, so they got to get somebody to be in, in Ronda Rousey's corner and it's going to be Ember. Um, like Ember and Natty do not serve the same purpose. They're, there's, they're not, they're not interchangeable. Alexa and Mickey, Alicia and Mickey are interchangeable. The supporting characters just went all to hell on this one. I mean, yeah, they really did. Mickey got hurt. Natalia had that tragedy. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, Fit Finley produced this match. I'll have a full producer list on fightfulselect.com early for subscribers this week go check it out adam pierce former nwa champion produced the next match which featured constable corbin defeating tyler breeze and tyler breeze got some offense here the story was that constable corbin set up individual tune-up matches 
for he and Finn Balor ahead of their SummerSlam match. So Tyler Breeze gets some nice offense, quickly gets into the barricade. Breeze flips out of a back suplex with a flip and kicks Corbin. But then back inside, Corbin catches Breeze with a deep six. Good one. This was good. I didn't think it made Tyler Breeze look that bad. It got him on TV. It got Baron Corbin a win, and it got him a win with a deep six. I like that. Now, I know they probably did this because they went to the end of days later, but I say this all the time. I say it about the Blue Thunder Bomb all the time, which I won't get to until about WrestleMania next year, but moves like this got to win sometimes. So I, I love it. I absolutely loved it. Almost everything about this match. It was good in the ring. It accomplished a lot of things. Yeah, uh, the the deep six is always a uh, transitional, like it's their secondary finisher. It always gets a two and a half. Yeah. But against Tyler Breeze, that that should finish him. I mean, unfortunately, that's what we're doing with Tyler Breeze now. Like, like if this match takes place in NXT three years ago, there's 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 a bit of a more of a back and forth. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Breeze is considered a real threat. Now, he, he's not. Um, and I'm okay with these matches ending rather shortly too you gotta sure. have those as well even competitive ones you have to do yeah. that to, to make it well, I mean, we, we saw there was one later on in the night which was just uh it was the old nitro thing of there's a match going on but we're not talking about that we're talking about poochie yeah um uh, and we'll talk about that when that happens there, there there are some quick things um and this was fine because it was set up to show baron corbin going hey here's a guy who's similar in size to finn balor and I'm going to fight him, and look how quick I can take care of this guy. But, I mean, what they're allowing Tyler Breeze to be versus Finn Balor uh, is not uh, the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not nearly the same guy. And that, that's good. It shows that, that um, Baron Corbin is shrewd, and yeah. he, he knows what, he, what he's doing. And that's, again, like, ha-ha, now I got, now I got the pencil. Uh, Finn Balor, here's your match. I thought that was good, too. We talk about Baron Corbin getting the finish with his deep six. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes people can't even get get their start with their deep six, Alex. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the problem. Sometimes the deep six is like a deep two and a half, and it's a floppy two and a half. Yeah. You know? it's, it's like a, it's you gotta, you nobody gotta get wants it, you gotta a get floppy disc. Nobody no, wants no, a no, floppy no. disc. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Because if you if you're if you're a grower and not a shower, you want that deep six to be like a deep eight, but it might not start out that way. And let's, what are you going to do? Let's let's abandon the floppy disk. Let's get going with the deep six and beyond. Let's let's use that ejectable hardware, and our friends at BlueChew.com can get it done. BlueChew.com, you can get your first shipment free using the code Fightful. You only pay $5 shipping. That's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E, like the color blue. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they're in a chewable, which lets you get it done anytime, day or night, whenever you want. Maybe maybe you want the four-minute match. Maybe you want to go main event. You want to put in some time. Even if you got a full stomach, Blue Chew gets it done. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. 
They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Get that first shipment free. BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful. Just pay $5 for shipping. And they have a fantastic contest going on over at uh, their Twitter, at GetBlueChew. They were giving away all-in tickets. You guys got to follow them on Twitter and let them know we told you to. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. Your lady might think it's her end of days, but it's just beginning. (laughs) Up next, (laughs) Corbin brought out Owens and Jinder Mahal for a handicap match against Finn Balor. But Kurt Angle says, not so fast, buddy boy. It's going to be a tag team match, comma, player. Mm-hmm. And that's what we get. Finn Balor's tag team partner, and they might as well be a regular goddamn tag team at this point. Braun yeah, Strowman. I, 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 you know what? I like the idea that these guys, if they need somebody to watch their back, this, this is the team, but they're not really a tag team. They're singles wrestlers who have a history of working together as a tag team. Should the need arise, I think that's fine. That that's something that that's something that happened a lot more in the old days uh, and doesn't now. Like if if you're a singles wrestler, you're a singles wrestler unless you're part of a faction or whatever. Uh, and then then there are tag teams, and usually it's not uh, the same way. So I, I I do like these two being put together. I think it's a it's a good little man big man team. I do too. Jamie Noble produced this match, by the way. This was a pretty standard tag team match, but Braun Strowman is home. Yeah. And it showed, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd was crazy for Braun Strowman. Yeah. They, and to me, this is another one of those matches, run-of-the-mill, pointless tag team match. This crowd jumped it up, adds a yeah. few quarters to this, and it's really – Finn getting worked over. He hits a big move. He tags the Braun. Braun kills people. Power slams Mahal. That's it. That's it, really. But yeah. the crowd loved Braun Strowman in Greensboro. Yeah, they did. Uh, there were some. There were some good highlights. I love Kevin Kevin Owens' work in this thing of, of just just being petrified. Um, <laughs> there's one fantastic spot where uh, where. Braun does the choo-choo. I don't, know, I don't know what else to call it, where he just does the thing with his hand, and he runs around the ring, and he picks up the Singh brother as he's running and, and uses him as a batting ram into Kevin Owens. And kudos for a change. Kudos to the camera work who stayed on Kevin Owens on the ground, eyes wide, looking off into the middle distance. And then as he's lying there, he does one of these. It was great. It was so so good. Uh, I I yeah I, I like that a lot. Um, here's the problem though. Again, you've 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 booked yourself into a weird corner here. You you put the damn briefcase in the hands of a guy who who would just use it, and he's not using it. And this is the second time between him getting it. And him not using it, um, that the guy who he's supposed to use it on has been in the building with him, and he hasn't done anything about it. And it just every time that happens, it feels wrong. So I mean, 
I don't I don't know how how you make this work, but I think you got to give the briefcase to Kevin on on Sunday because that's that the only thing that makes sense to me now. There's just so many more things you can do with it, and he is facing Roman Reigns on the house show loop following the show, so we'll see. <laughs> Strowman and Finn Balor pick up the win after the match. <laughs> you know, I'm still not down with Buddy Boy Braun. It's not my cup of tea, man. But but <sighs> no. I mean we. I've said this a million times, man. We saw it coming. We talked about it in like what October or November. We, yeah. we joked about him doing cricket wireless reads. Yep. And like JG Wentworth and stuff like that. So after the match, Braun chases Owens. Corbin comes back in, hits end of days on Finn Balor. So you know, whatever. Balor's gonna win at SummerSlam. We're gonna make our predictions on the post SmackDown podcast, by the way. We have a little bit more time to do that. WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. The B team defeated the leader of Worlds and Revival in a triple threat match. Not long enough, in my opinion. But man, this was good stuff, Alex. It really was. It 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 really really was. Um, I, I like this a lot. It allowed both all, all three teams to shine in different ways. Um, uh, and the Revival man finally actually really starting to look like the revival, like the guys that we knew they were, they could be coming up. I mean, the, the guys who, who put Kofi on the shelf and, and, and sent uh, the new day packing um, who were set to feud with the Hardy boys um, before the injuries derailed them. They, 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 they really feel like the, the real, the real revival now, not the guys who get fed to old dudes on raw 25, but the real revival. So let, let's see, you know, where this goes from here. I really like this. You had the heart attack from the revival, a nice tribute to Heart Foundation, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. They follow up with an assisted leg drop, to, I think, to Matt Hardy, which is ironic because Matt Hardy revealed last week that his pelvis was fusing to his spine from years of doing that leg drop. Yeah. Which I. I I know that he's mentioned before, either in an interview to me or with uh, on one of his DVDs or something. He started to do that elbow as a replacement because of that. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt does a Uranagi party. Yeah, it's everybody, which sets up the biggest shocker of the show, in my opinion. Dash Wilder going for a suicide dive. <laughs> it wasn't a flip. It, it a was flip. a. It was a dive. Now, when Homicide does it, he'll throw a flip in there, but yeah. not Dash Wilder. No, 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 no. Ray Wyatt caught it, did a urinagi on the apron. Then Matt Hardy and Dash Wilder, I think it's uh, Scott Dawson. Dawson, yep. Do a superplex from the inside to the outside onto the pile. Really cool spot. Revival avoided double sister Abigail and hit Shatter Machine for the win. But not their win because yep. Axel steals the pin. I thought it was good. It was a banana peel win. Revival come out looking strong. They set up Revival and the B team for the SummerSlam kickoff show. I'm sure you're happy about that. But we'll we'll get to that momentarily. But they went 100 miles an hour here because they kind of had to, and I'm okay with that. But what do you think of the match itself and then the announcement of Revival and B team? Uh, Match, was, uh, as I said, was great. I really liked it. Um, um, It you don't you don't normally see a triple threat uh, tag team title match on Raw. Like I don't know when the last one we 
Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have one a time we have one of those. Like it's been, I, I, who knows? But like different. I like it. I do. I love. I love when the blind tags come into effect. Oh yeah. And you never know who's legal. Like after after the superplex, I was like, okay, I want everyone out there to tell me who's legal because I guarantee you, none of you know. Um, because I, didn't, I mean, who knows? Like I'm like everyone's tagging each other. They're all lying down. Like come on. Um. Uh, but I, I did like the very deliberate, um, smart but cheap win um, by by the, the by the B team, um, and the it, because it was cheap, and the and you know the quote unquote real winners of the match were the revival. It makes sense to have a one on one match uh, at SummerSlam. If the revival win, you know, like they're they're the, they're they could actually have a, a fun little run. But as I said last week, uh, B team, B team, go go go! Uh, that that little piece of music there to me signifies they have uh, the, they think this team has legs um, as as the title contenders. Now, something that I don't know that you've seen, but I know we we talked about Matt Hardy dealing with his injury. Uh, he tweeted out, "Thank you for everything, Mike Compeer. I shall miss you, Bray Wyatt." Um, he did that about a half hour ago. Bray had some heat on him. I know that. Uh, Bray, obviously, because of the car accident that yeah. got him in some hot water. He also had to miss Raw, if you remember, a few weeks ago where they did the pre-tape because yeah. he had to handle something with his divorce. And WWE was like, oh, man, come on, really? I'm not saying that got him heat. It didn't yeah. help him out at all. He wasn't cleared to do a lot for a while. And you had a Matt Hardy, who was kind of put in tag teams like this, to lighten the load for him yeah. having to carry the load because Bray couldn't really do anything besides a clothesline. I, I just know that some changes are due for Matt Hardy. I don't know what changes. I just know some are due. So I guess, guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um, I did like this match. Uh, the Wyatt Hardy thing just didn't work out, and that's WWE's fault, man. Yeah, it is. That's it WWE's really is. fault. 
They the reason why so a lot of the Matt Hardy things haven't worked out are WWE's fault. You got this guy because he was so hot outside WWE for this thing, and you've only done it like once. And you know, I've got people who have the balls to come and say to me on Twitter, oh, WWE doesn't care about Ring of Honor or anybody else. I'm like, yeah, they care about whoever they perceive as number two. Why do you think Matt Riddle's getting signed right now? Yeah. As much as I love Matt Riddle and he's one of the best in the world, they don't want Matt Riddle at Madison Square Garden in April. No, they do not. They didn't even want to run the risk, the possibility that Sinclair-owned Ring of Honor might be forgiving enough to call up Hulk Hogan and say, you know, you've got quite the history at Madison Square Garden, brother. Do you want to come just, I don't know, point a finger at somebody or do something? They didn't want to risk that. Why do you, I mean, they, I was straight up told within people in WWE that signing the Bucks and Omega are a priority for WWE. That doesn't mean they'll get them. But they mentioned that Elias had sold out Madison Square Garden three times this year, the week after Ring of Honor sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So yeah, they, they do very much care, and they always have cared about at least who is number two. Number three? All right, we'll start using some of your footage from the Global Wrestling Network on our, on our documentaries. No yeah. worries. But if they think you're number two, they'll start to worry. So at the time, they looked at Matt Hardy and they said, oh, wow, he's changing the game, doing something that people are taking notice of. And they wanted control of that. And they got it. And goddamn, I wish they'd utilize it because it doesn't yeah. exactly – it's not exactly a ringing endorsement of some of the people they sign when that happens. You have some guys like AJ Styles who ended up doing pretty well, but – Whew. it's disheartening sometimes, especially when you see Jeff Hardy in the shape he's in on SmackDown, too. There was no reason to not run with the Broken Hardys. Yeah. Man. That match was produced by Devon Dudley, by the way. The next segment I titled Dr. Pepper. Roman Reigns cuts a promo, says he wants to lead WWE better than he found it, and that means he's getting rid of Brock Lesnar. I thought the promo was good, Alex. It was the type of promo I like out of Roman. He says, I want to kick his ass. Bottom line, Paul Heyman comes out, offers his his hand in, uh, I don't know, endorsement of Roman Reigns, says that he'll expose Lesnar's biggest secrets, and boy, did this get a good reaction. Yeah, no, this is, um, this was, this was all... Very well done and ultimately pointless. And that's a lot of what WWE does with their storytelling, and that's why I kind of felt this, found this kind of maddening. Um, the intrigue that you have with, um, with this setup of, of Paul Heyman's amazing promo last, uh, last week leading into the, the, the part that they cut last week for some reason but showed it to us uh, over the week uh, online and then tonight on the show of him, like this problem raises in a chance unless, and then stopping himself. Um, all that creates an intrigue that's there that could be still there going into the match on Sunday where you don't know what Paul Heyman's allegiances are. Uh, all that could have added a lot to the match on Sunday, but instead you decided to play that hand tonight. And now, now we know that it was all a giant ruse 
and now it's all going to be it's going to be the exact same match again with Paul Heyman in Brock's corner and from from what we can tell no chance of him turning on Brock to, to be with Roman where there was a chance before now if you had ended it with him handing over that that contract saying there's a little agreement I had drawn up look it over don't even say anything until Sunday and if that had been the end then we would go in there like maybe I mean if I'm if, if you're Roman you got to think Maybe this is a good idea. It adds a lot more intrigue to the match. And yes, it does. And instead, they decided we got to get it now. Let's let's do the pepper spray thing because that's a really cool visual and it'll look great in the pre-match video package. Yep. So we got to have that, and we got to have Brock Lesnar come down and throw down a beat down, uh, and we got to set up a spear countered into a guillotine choke so we can do that on Sunday. All these things were a lot would have been better in my opinion if they had just left it as a surprise well i'll set the stage i'll set the stage here roman reigns declines the invite says that he was taught to swim with sharks and says that the ones that are drowning are the most dangerous do sharks drown they do not god damn man that is a stupid saying haven speaks i don't know what the it's not samoan is it is that the language I'm sure that's not actually called yeah. Samoan, but, but, but Reigns looked shocked. He did. <laughs> did. Oh, man. Heyman then pepper sprays Roman Reigns, and God, did that thing have a stream on it. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Looking like he had taken his blue chew aplenty ahead of that one. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Reigns is blinded. You blinded. Blinded. You can't fight back. Lesnar attacks and chokes out Reigns with the guillotine. Yep. This is a textbook spot they're setting up mm-hmm. where in MMA or just any grappling in general, you set up a double leg takedown or a spear. You leave your head on the outside. That leaves you susceptible to a guillotine choke. Very clear that's what they're setting up. Of course, of course, they they had to do this to gain sympathy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead absolutely. of intrigue, sympathy, because they're not going to pay it off. They're not going to pay it off the right way. No. Like, you know, the way that the crowd cheered for. Yep. It's wild. Yep. Yeah. Somebody this, says, I knew Blue Chew was coming, and you will too if you take it. Use that code FIGHTFUL. When, 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 when Paul tried out the, um, the introduction... I am the advocate for the blah, 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 rating defending Roman Reigns. Like, it felt right. Like, that's the thing is that, like, to me, I always thought that's the perfect ending to this. Is is Paul seeing the writing on the wall, realizing that this guy's the future. Brock Lesnar's the past. So I'm going to hitch my wagon to the future. He also put over the Usos. Yes, he did. Who he, he's he's not not nothing if not a guy who sees. You're cutting out a little bit. I'm going to need you to leave and then re-enter. All that, you know, I uh, I thought there was something there. Oh no, we, we, we. Yeah, I'm going to need you to leave and re-enter. You're you're chopping up a little bit. Breaking up again. Yeah, Paul Heyman really put over the Usos and put over New Day as well. He came out and used the New Day's. <laughs> catchphrase and said that if he's going to steal something from somebody, he should steal it from the Usos because they are the future of tag team wrestling. I thought that was a nice little rub, Alex. 
I did. I like that a lot. Um, uh, I'm 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 disappointed that they didn't wait and 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 give this an op an optional payoff on Sunday because now I feel like we know what's definitely not going to happen six days from now, and I don't. I want all the options to be open. You know. Yeah. Guys, check out our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. They cover the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Each week, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly is a column that I put together every Friday morning on Fightful.com, looking at about a 1,000 words worth of exclusives. Maybe you missed some. Maybe you can reread through some of it. You get that early by subscribing to Tier 2 of Fightful Select. Give it a glance. I also finally, after months and months of work, have the first three making a finishers in the can where we break down finishing moves with pro wrestlers of varying fame from Ring of Honor to WWE to WCW to uh, Impact Wrestling. We'll break down singles, tag team finishes, combination finishes, how they came up with them, uh, if any of them went wrong, any that they had to nix. It's a really cool feature that I'm looking at bringing you guys. FightfulSelect.com tier two subscribers get those early as well. Bobby Roode and Titus Worldwide defeated Mojo Rawley and Authors of Pain. What are we doing here, Alex? What we were doing uh, was we were using this match for the commentary team to talk about uh, Roman Reigns and how he probably won't be able to see anything for weeks. Um, And I'll tell you why. Because those guys they have backstage were not actually trained in how to deal with pepper spray. They're spraying water in his eyes, which only makes it worse. Because... Over the past few years, there have been many, uh, let's say, instances of uh, protests being countered with tear gas and the like uh, in the United States that I have paid attention to. Uh, and what you have to do in order to get that stuff out of your eyes is milk. Milk oh, is what is what like eating done. eating peppers. Yeah, it's yeah. You got to get water milk. Doesn't get it done. No, water will not get it done. So those guys only made it worse. So yeah, it's very possible that you got pour reason. milk in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's that bad seems stuff. Like you would accelerate cataracts or something by doing that well you know it's better than you know the pepper spray i guess so. yeah i guess so. wow my eyes it's just thinking about it <laughs> yeah. uh no interest in some shitty offense from authors of pain we can only talk about how much they've screwed up with them so many times yeah bobby rude wins with a glorious ddt wow we don't have to talk about this uh, we can talk about uh, very briefly about how they've uh, decided to entirely nerf Mojo Raleigh after the buildup of him uh, feeding him to Bobby Roode, who he can be their manager, whose whose tan is so dark he looks right at home with Titus Worldwide. Uh, that was oh, weird. Come on, he looked, you know he he looked like their slightly more light skinned brother from another mother. Uh, it was weird. Like I, I he does not. This, this whole thing was stupid and only was there for them to talk about how Roman Reigns was just pepper sprayed. It was very 1998 Nitro. Dean Malenko put this match together. By the way, Michael Hayes helped out with the Roman Reigns promo. Speaking of tan, Ruby Riot is the tannest member of the Riot Squad. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, no. Hot. Sarah Stock put together her match with Sasha Banks, which Ruby Riot won. Nice chain wrestling early into the bank statement. Riot gets to the ropes. Cole throws to a commercial, but there's no commercials to throw to. So he waits two minutes and then uses the same segue out. Yeah. Um, I, I also love that between the failed um, throw to commercial and the real one, they had to show the replay of, of Ruby Riot 
kicking the stairs with um, Sasha's hand, hand in it. Sasha's hand in the little hole. I'm like, hey, watch this. And they're like, oh, it's going to be so terrible. Watch it. Watch it again in slipper slow-mo. And all we saw was Ruby Riot kick the stairs um, like a foot away from Sasha's hand. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Like like drawing attention to your to your little sleight of hand magic where the sound is really big, but the but the but the visual is not 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 good, guys. Not there good. were like some moving parts underneath there, maybe. Yeah. We know, we know by now that's not. Yep. There was a clever spot where Banks went for a backslide and Ruby stomped her hand after that. I, I like that. The handwork mm-hmm. is really good, as well as Sasha selling the hand while she's in midair doing an arm drag. She's still selling the hand. It was really great. This was the best storytelling match on the show without a doubt so sasha banks comes back and counters riot's uh, hand attack as mentioned but Liv morgan yanks her off the apron and bailey beats her up this comes after banks just hit logan so hard yeah with a suicide dive sometimes i talk and i say maybe ember moon should be the only one doing that maybe not if sasha does it like this but then again We've seen Sasha hit that barricade hard sometimes. We've also seen her come up short yeah, on true. suicide dives and land right on the top of her head, so maybe not that, too. So Sasha gets kicked, rolled up for the pin off of a distraction. I need 20 minutes of these two. This would have hit 6 out of 10 territory if it had more time, but it was kind of abrupt, and Ruby needed a win because she's back. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. There were a lot of people who told me in April, oh, no, no, you don't need Sasha versus Bailey at WrestleMania. They won't get time. No, no. They're going to do it at SummerSlam. Now, gonna now, do it at now SummerSlam. what are people telling me, Alex? They're going to oh, do it at Evolution. Just wait. So, uh, October, they'll do it at Evolution. I can't wait until, oh, they'll do something in the Rumble. They'll do something in the Rumble together. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll captain Survivor Series teams or something. Okay, cool, whatever. I I mean, listen, if if it's it's Survivor Series, the Raw Women's Championship is like a four way, and both Bailey and Sasha are in it because they've won separate qualifying matches. And like, hey, we're on the same team, right? Well, you know, I mean, it is the championship, and one of them screws the other one over to become champion, and we get our one on one match at the Rumble. Fine. Just do something which progresses the story because this did not progress anyone's story but Ruby, and that's fine. But it's not the story that we were thinking we were going to get coming into SummerSlam. I mean, come on. Every time they show the promo for for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, like the first 30 seconds of it is about the first Bayley and Sasha match in that same building four years ago. I can't believe they squandered an opportunity to get back there and do it again in that same building one-on-one. I can't believe that they squandered that opportunity. Whatever. Yeah. Through the night, we see Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre kind of teasing, taunting Kurt Angle. There was a contract signing set for tonight between Ziggler and Rollins. Because apparently you have to be there in person live on WWE Raw in order to sign a contract for a match that is happening Six days from now. Yeah. Any sense you want to make of this, Alex? Uh, There is none to be made. There have been many, many 
many intercontinental title uh, matches that have happened in the past without a contract signing that happened live on Raw. I would love for for somebody to, for their contractually obligated rematch, refuse to sign, and then Kurt Angle says, okay, piss off, mate. I'm giving it to somebody else, a fan favorite. And then they they have wasted their rematch opportunity. Here's what I love is that um, uh, if if they refuse to sign, if if the guy was like, I beat you. You were the champ. I was the challenger. I beat you. Now I have the belt. All right. Well, it's a contractually obligated rematch. Uh, the challenger who you just beat, he signed. It's like, new champion. Will you sign? No, I won't. Well, that's it, I guess. The, the, the champion won't agree to the rematch with you, so I guess it's not going to happen. Oh, or he did agree to it, but he signed it at 3 p.m. on a Thursday, so it's so not official. Unless it happens on Raw. This was the dumbest thing of all dumb things. It was very dumb. Backstage, Ziggler isn't happy about a clause where Rollins can have someone at ringside with him in his corner. And Angle says, well, if you don't want McIntyre there, we can take it right out. So Angle brings out, or he doesn't bring out Ziggler, and said he bitches about Brock Lesnar and says that he wants Roman Reigns to kick his ass. It's just... It's so ridiculous. Like, I'd much rather have my general manager. Like, you would never, you would never have William Regal in NXT talk about how he wishes the heel champion would lose. Wouldn't even have Paige do it on SmackDown. So ridiculously biased. And they think, like, oh, well, we love Kurt Angle, so whatever he says goes... His character is that he's inept, Alex. It's it's, it's mind-numbing. It's childish that they think this is going to help us want to root for Roman Reigns. We're already rooting for him because it's the lesser of two evils at this point. Yeah. Stop treating us like we're kids. It's. I mean, maybe that is. Maybe you are treating the kids like they're kids. Maybe it's for the kids. But if it's not, it's just not working out. Oh, so Angle calls out Rollins to no avail. So again, his character is that he is an inept fool who doesn't even know that his guy is there. Drew McIntyre cuts a promo and says that they respect Rollins because he works hard every week, and that motivated them. Ziggler says Rollins isn't here, and it's time to call it. <clears throat> Ziggler ends up saying "you see" like five times in this promo over and over again. A lot of a lot of each and every one of you, all yeah. of you, you people. I was uh, waiting listen, for, uh, the, hey, AJ, up here. I'm up here, AJ. The, the substance of his promo has merit. Like, eventually, they're going to get tired of rooting for you and turn on you. They did it to me. Like, that's, that, that is Dolph Ziggler at, like, at its core. Because people really wanted Dolph Ziggler to win. That, for that the is Dolph, Dolph Ziggler in totality. Because yeah. that's all he's fucking talked about since but, then. But, I mean, but I'm saying, like, like, his actual character arc, like everyone loved rooting for Dolph Ziggler until I was retired of rooting for Dolph Ziggler. And they were like, okay, go away, Dolph Ziggler. And then he yeah. actually won and he actually went away. Like that was an interesting idea for it. But the promo here went on way too long. My God, this thing went on forever. Yeah, it was interminable. Forever. Finally, Rollins comes out says that he wasn't dealing with travel issues. Someone else was. Dean Ambrose is back with a beard, thicker beard, and a buzzed head. When James Lynch of Fightful.com gained word that 
Dean Ambrose had a newer look. He said, great. Well, people stopped leaving fucking comments saying that I looked like him. And I said, sorry, his haircut is closer to yours now. Yeah. So I encourage you guys to hit up Lynch on Sports at Twitter and say, welcome back. They beat up Ziggler and McIntyre, including a really rapid DDT from Ambrose. Yeah. um, uh, Ambrose uh, looks healthy. I'm going to say that. He looks Looks in great shape. He looks healthy. He was um, wiry before he left. Not, yeah, he not was. No, 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 no. He, he looks like he's been he's been hitting the weights. Uh, he's grass-fed beef. That that's <laughs> He looks good. He's um, trying to hit that sirloin beef sons of bitches division. He's trying. He's getting there. Um, here's the thing, again, that, just to quibble a little bit. If you don't have Dolph earlier in the night, say, hey, what's this thing about somebody could be in Seth Rollins' corner? If you don't have that bit, you can have uh, Seth come out tonight, later in the night, and you can say, hey, Dolph, you probably didn't read the fine print in that in that contract, but there's something in there saying that if Drew gets to be in your corner, I could have somebody in mine. And that would have popped everyone because we, we, we've been told Drew, uh, the, Dean can't be here. Dean wasn't here last week. Dean's not going to come back. Like if you if you leave it until that moment where we haven't been telegraphed that Dean's coming back all night, then this moment at the end isn't isn't an obvious telegraph from the very beginning, and at least we have this this giant organic pop. I mean, there was a huge pop anyway, but everyone in the building knew for at least forty five minutes that Dean was coming out, and I'd rather have it be that you know for fifteen seconds before it comes out because that that the electricity of that that's real um and you know that's my little quibble there but but listen i'm happy to have dean back but here's the deal i don't want to see seth versus dolph on sunday i don't either i want to see a tag match on sunday (laughs) so what you've done is you've 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 taken this intercontinental title match and maybe go i really don't care i actually kind of want to see dean mix it up with drew um you know can we have that as a secondary match uh, because because I've already seen Dolph versus versus Seth a bunch of times. He didn't even give me a stipulation. This damn match should have been a ladder match. Way too many times. I know that Jamie Noble helped, helped out with this promo as well. I'll have a producer list on Fightful.com at the end of the week. It'll be up early for Fightful Select subscribers. Speaking of Fightful Select subscribers, you're getting a SummerSlam 92 retro review podcast this month as well. Good times. That members-only show will air probably later in the month. Have a couple of new dark match commentaries, match from Jimmy Band's match archives, just a lot of cool stuff. Q&A shows every other week on FightfulSelect.com. I love doing those. We get some really nice aspects. Everything, like even if people ask me about sports and TV, a little bit of everything. But uh, I think eventually, Alex, we're probably just going to have to pick up a sports podcast at this point. We get such positive reviews over us saying completely uninformed things <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> about NBA basketball. Yeah. My God. So that was WWE Monday Night Raw. Of course, uh, you know, today the, the news was consumed by the loss of Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and, and that does stick with us. It's unfortunate. It's tragic, and I feel really bad, especially for Natalia, who's 
in this spot right now. Had to leave, couldn't make the show, but um, man, uh, Renee Young was a nice story on this show. Although you know she's got some of the the, the ticks that are from any Michael Cole taught person. And Vic Joseph has picked those up now as well. Yeah. What did you think of her performance? I think she had enough variance in her O's that that they didn't bother me as much because Tom Phillips does it the same way every time. Oh God, yeah, same way. It's the same, same, same cadence, the same exact, the uh, same length, the same pitch. Did you see the theme that somebody put together? God, I wish I remember who it was. Who put together the Cassius Ono theme yes, yes. with the Tom Phillips stuff? That was fantastic. Um, uh, but there was a couple of things tonight where where she hit an O, but it was like an Oh, which you know what? If that's your organic reaction to that clothesline, <laughs> I'm all for it. But it never feels organic when when it's just Tom Phillips sure. going Oh, 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 Oh. It's like he's hitting the soundboard. Yeah, and I mean, my God, man. I didn't finish broadcasting school, but I went to broadcasting school, and that's one of the first things they teach you to not do. Yeah. Look, there there are little things, and you'll notice on Raw, say I'm calling a fight, and somebody has another guy in guard. You don't want to say, let's see what he does here. You're, yeah. you're not supposed to say here or there or stuff like that, little things like that. You're not supposed to accentuate the sound of impact with ooh, Sometimes you just can't help it. Sometimes you get off of your feet and you just audibly bark. Mm-hmm. You never know. I'll talk a little bit more about my uh, experience at Premier MMA Championship on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. I have a unique story to tell about how I ended up calling live on Fight TV a best two out of three rock, paper, scissors match in the middle of an MMA fight. This happened... You can watch it on Fight TV right now. My God, I got paid for that job. Did. Did. Alex, let the people know where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Pulowski the Fourth on Twitter, including the numeral four. And I've decided uh, through my research on thesaurus.com that if Dean Ambrose gets to be the lunatic fringe then I have dubbed myself the crackpot flounce because those things are synonyms for lunatic fringe. I do you have a do you have a local rock station in Milwaukee that you listen to? Uh God, I don't I don't honestly don't listen to the radio ever. Does it oh, I was gonna say if it has a nickname, that's that's what his nickname is based on. There's a station in Cincinnati called WBN, and they call themselves the Lunatic Fringe. Yeah, it's a it's a great that's a great old song from like 1981 or something. I didn't Princess. even remember. It's a good song. Uh, but yeah, I'm the crackpot flounce, right there. My God, guys, follow me at Sean Rossap. Follow him at Pawlowski the Fourth. But most importantly, visit Fightful.com. I can't tell you how much word of mouth helps Fightful.com. If you comment on one of our stories, somebody sees that you've commented on it, they might be more inclined to engage. So I encourage you to just drop your thoughts on on the comment section of one of our stories or quote tweet one of our stories or retweet one of our stories or even just let people know you like Fightful.com. That stuff is crucial to our growth. That way you see something besides the same old sites that have been around for decades. Go to BlueChew.com. Use the code Fightful. 
for out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.